Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends, I am grateful you are here today sharing this space with me and listening. I hope you find something useful from what I'm about to talk about and maybe can even put some work in to implement it into your own life and find some benefits. Many of us use food and of course alcohol can fall into this category as well as so can many other things like porn or gambling or shopping or social media, screen time. Anyway, we, we use these things um, to help shift our feelings either out of shift us from out of what we're feeling or into a more distracted or numb or better feeling and most of us listening to this though here um, in this space most likely use food as a comfort and as a companion and for some of us as our best friend hence the title is food your best friend and how to break up which I actually don't believe in breaking up. I just, I like the title. I thought it was clever. I'll talk about that more in a little bit, what I actually mean by that. It is interesting though, when it comes to food versus the other things I just listed, because food is a little bit different, a little bit different than porn or shopping or gambling, even alcohol. Food has a much more deeper connection to us because it's how we were first nurtured and taken care of. So I believe our brain has a very different connection with food than any other sort of um, vice, if you will, that we try to use to fill a void within ourselves. And one of the things I always think about is when people talk about food as, you know, an addiction Um, you know, that's, I guess that, you know, that is very possible. That is very possible. The the problem though, is when we treat it that way, or when we, you know, a lot of times in therapy, this is what happens. The person with this food addiction gets treated in the way an alcoholic would or gambling addiction or porn addiction. And the issue with this is that you cannot give up food. So every other addiction we might try to break and work through as human beings, we can we can give up. But food, you need it. You need it to live. So in my mind, it's a very different way then of needing to work with issues around food. That's just, it, it has always um, bothered me as a therapist. And working with people with disordered eating patterns like emotional eating and stress eating and binge eating disorders uh, is that often people, like I said, talk about the same mode of therapy as you would use in solving an issue with someone dealing with gambling addiction or alcohol addiction. And 
I just think that the brain and using food works differently than those other things in regards that we do have that much deeper connection with food due to it's the very first thing used to create nurturance and comfort for us as babies. So when you're trying to break away from using food emotionally or as a comfort or as your best friend, it becomes very difficult because sometimes it is truly the only comfort that we have. So this gets into deeper work situations, deeper work issues in regards to figuring out where using food first began in our lives to fill the voids in our life. Often it is because there is a void within a relationship or relationships with others. We maybe don't receive the nurturing or comfort from interaction with other people in our lives. And so it manifests. I would also put in here, it's not just only necessarily not receiving nurturing or comfort from other people in our lives, but often it is that we do not have that relationship with ourselves. We do not give ourselves that nurturing and comfort. And so this is where we use food to fill that void as well. And so again, this is all about becoming aware of what has gone on to create this relationship with food and the reason for that so that we can have understanding and clarity. And understanding and clarity is what can help us move towards changing what we want to change in our lives, changing the type of relationship with food, with our bodies, with ourselves that we want to change. We often use food as our best friend because truly when we do it, it creates that that comfort and that nurturing deep feeling. But beyond that, when we consume food, especially the food we enjoy that does create hormonal and neurotransmitter releases that give us a sort of high in the moment, that creates even more pleasure and maybe even joy. So so not only are we dealing with deeper psychological situations here, but we are also dealing with biochemistry and how our brain and body work together. And so for many of us, the problem is that we eventually realize that not only do our bodies become unhealthy because of the way we are using food as our best friend, but our psyche, our mental, our emotional health, our souls really start to suffer as well. And again, this typically boils down to shame around the behavior um, of using food as our best friend and a deeper realization that at some point, the food never actually fills the void. And we end up with very difficult consequences in our bodies, our physical bodies from this, but also in in our minds and our souls. I, I think at this point, I just want to say, you know, to really reassure you, you are not alone in this. I can tell you right away that this is something I have struggled with for many years personally. I can also tell you that I have worked with many, many, many people in the same place. And I can also tell you that there are many, many, many people listening to these podcast episodes. You don't get to see the number of listeners, but I get to see the number of listeners in my analytics. And what this tells me is that there are so many people out there struggling with this issue but there is so much shame wrapped around it that nobody, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say nobody, but there's not many people talking about this stuff open, openly, especially in the weight loss world. 
So I just wanted to put that out there because sometimes really understanding that you are not the only one going through this is so important. I think any of us who struggle with our relationship with food or with our bodies often feel so alone for so long and feel like we are the only ones with this issue. And it's just not true. You're definitely not alone. Now, I titled this podcast, Food Is Food Your Best Friend? and how to break up. And I thought that was really kind of clever. <laughs> but the truth is, we really don't want to break up with food. We just want to create a healthier relationship with food. Or maybe it's not exactly our best friend, but maybe, you know, we want to create a relationship more like it's a really good friend that we have a relationship with from a distance. And once in a while, we get together and we have a wonderful, wonderful, fun, joyful interaction. But for the most part, We just know that that friend is out there and we have a healthy, good relationship with them, but it has very healthy boundaries. We we want our food relationship to be the same way. Food most often is a way to use fuel to keep our bodies healthy so that we can work on and live our best lives. And food can sometimes be used as comfort. I am a really big believer that food can be both. Food can be fuel and food can also at times be comfort and be fun and be shared and enjoyed. And I know this is a hard concept to get to and and I do, I get that. But I do believe that once you incorporate this sort of belief system around your relationship with food, it is just not black and white and you learn to live more in that grayish area with food that sometimes it can be pleasurable and joyful and wonderful but most of the time it's about fueling and feeling good I have seen it time and time again with clients and in myself this sort of work does create freedom and peace with food and with ourselves let's get into some basics on how to get started with creating a different yet friendly relationship with food we've gone over the first that the first part is you know awareness of where this started for you because from awareness we can gain clarity and understanding and that's what we need in order to move forward in the direction we want to move in and once you have some clarity and understanding of how your relationship with food began and has transpired and and you are in the place of wanting to change this you are willing our next step is plugging into changing it just, you know, changing just a couple of small things in our relationship with food, one or two at a time, and over time, adding more and more changes. Remember, we want to make tiny changes at first in order for these new habits and this new relationship with food to stick forever. We we don't want to have to go back and do this work again. Although many of us, me included, uh, will go back and do this work, and that's okay too. I, I just know that going slow and steady really does tend to keep us in our new healthier relationship with food over the long term you know it just in a place where we can sustain it so small 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 steps so i have two things two practical things you can do to get started the first one is i want you to write out if food you know, okay, so if you see food as your best friend, I want you to write out what that relationship looks like, but write it out as if food were a person. So you may write things like, I feel food is so amazing. I just love spending time with her or him. She makes me feel so good when I think about her and while I'm with her. 
Some of the issues in our relationship are I can't seem to be friends or have healthy relationships or plug into my other relationships or my other goals in life. Um, And this makes me really sad and feel guilty. I'm just so focused on her all the time. And I feel really ashamed after I've spent a lot of time with her. I end up feeling physically miserable as well as emotionally ashamed and miserable. I kind of wish we didn't see each other so often. I kind of wish she just came around maybe once in a while. I kind of wish I could keep some stronger boundaries with her and say no when I know I really want to say no. Okay, so hopefully from that example, you get the idea of how you're going to be writing and thinking on these things. And now remember, you're not going to write exactly the things I just talked about. And that's fine. That's perfect. This has to be your personal journey, your personal relationship with food. There is no right or wrong. But I, I can tell you writing about your relationship with food in this way, like food was a person, can really, really help your brain and you get a deeper, get to a deeper level. And from this deeper level is where we are actually going to make the permanent changes. Okay, so once you have that all written out, then it's time to implement one other writing task. I want you to write on what your relationship with food, you what you want it to look like. What do you feel would be a healthy relationship with food? What would it look like? Okay, so here are some things you may write about. Things like, I really want more healthy boundaries with you. And what that looks like for me is not going to you when I need to be nurtured and comforted all the time. It would be where I choose other things to nurture and comfort me. And I understand these might not feel as good at first, but I know in time, if I keep practicing them, they will. Things that I can go to to comfort me instead of food might be things like how I talk to myself. Telling myself comforting and nurturing sentences, just like I was talking to my child who I love, will give me those feelings of comfort and nurture. I can also go to someone I trust and or love and practice vulnerability with them, which creates a feeling of nurturing and comfort for me. I want my relationship with food to be enjoyable. Once in a while, nurturing and comforting, but more often, I want it to simply sustain me and make me feel good, make me feel even better in my body and my life. And in order for food to make me feel good and better after I eat it, I need to not overconsume it. I need to eat mindfully. I need to remind myself while eating that stopping at enough is actually what makes me feel better in my relationship with food. It makes me have better emotions and feelings towards my own self. Okay, so again, this will not be exactly what you write, but this hopefully just gives you some prompts and ideas on the sorts of things and directions you want to be looking at when you write out these two letters. And of course, we don't solve our food relationship with just two letters, but it does give us all a place to get started and to find some relief and freedom simply from implementing these two writing practices. So we talked about why it's important to be aware and then work on understanding and clarity around your relationship with food and why it has become your best friend. We've talked about how to begin to move into a healthier relationship with food, which includes boundaries, just like in regular relationships. And we've talked about practical writing strategies that can help get you started as you work to create a healthier relationship with food and your own body. This this deeper work 
really is the secret sauce to long-term weight loss for good, as well as creating that optimal healthy body so that you can go through this life doing and thinking and enjoying and creating and loving and finding meaning and more and more moments of joy. I hope you found something helpful within this episode. Please feel free to reach out to me at my website, and that is at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. New website design by Leslie Kretschmar, and you can now book appointments through that, as well as get a better sense of how I work with my clients, my philosophy in helping people heal in all areas of their life. I do work with people um, who don't deal with food issues as well. So from there, from that website, you can get to my social media links. You can also ask questions. And by the way, please do send in your questions on my, um, for my, I have a new podcast that will, by the time this podcast, this episode release, it might be out there already. Um, But I'm starting a new intermittent fasting podcast. It's going to be more short and sweet, super practical if you're interested in intermittent fasting. Um... And really how I'm going to format it is just simply taking questions from listeners, questions that get emailed to me, and then answering them on those podcast episodes. Um, Like I said, I I don't even have the title yet for sure. So um, I'll give you more information on that as the weeks go on. Uh, When you email your questions, if you do, please include if I can say your name on air or not. Um, or if you just want me to read your question and say it's anonymous, I will do whatever you ask. Just make sure you let me know which one you prefer. Uh, on the new website, there is a page called Things I Like. So under that, there will be books I love or like. Um, the Beauty Counter link will be there. Things that I'm using, uh, other products, uh companies that I really enjoy or who are sponsoring the podcast. And on the new website is also my journal, which um, I'm starting to add to. Uh, there will also, which you can check out. It's kind of like a blog blog post, but um, I entitled it journal because it's really going to be just all my musings, things I'm thinking about, things I'm journaling on, um, a lot more personal information there. And then also um, there's going to be a space on that website where you can uh, sign up for a monthly, maybe bi-monthly well-being newsletter with, you know, tips, tricks, deeper work stuff, all the things, uh, mental, emotional, and physical, all the things for mental, emotional, and physical well-being. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks again for listening. Please uh, share the podcast with anyone that you think it might be helpful to. And I really just do appreciate all your support. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast 
and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.